0: Hey, Mary.
1: So excited that we created this. Me too, but what is this thing we've created exactly? Oh, right, a podcast for anime lovers.
0: Uh, For anime lovers, not just anime lovers, but also for coaches. Sure. Really
1: cool. So, I guess the big question that I have then is what the heck is life coaching? What's coaching? What does that mean?
0: And how does it relate to anime, of all things? Like, what's the deal? Christina, what's the deal?
1: Well, if you're interested, fortunately for you, we have an entire podcast launching. You've heard it. It's Coach Taku. And we wanted to come on here and create a little bit of a teaser to suss out just how we're going to bridge these beautiful worlds of coaching and anime together.
0: Yeah. So let's go into it. So, Christina, let's start. What is coaching anyway?
1: So... My favorite way to think of coaching is to compare it to other service professions that are out there, because we've heard a lot of words, right? There's coaching, there's therapy, there's consulting. And I think the way that coaching differs from any other service profession is that it's truly a partnership. Like here we are, we're going to sit down, we're going to work on your life, and I'm going to relate to you, Mary, as the complete expert of your life. And I'm just here to support you in transforming how you think of yourself so that you can get what you want.
0: That's really cool, Christina. I love that. And I think for me, as you're talking about that, I see so many anime characters that fit kind of that description. And this is one of the reasons why we brought these two worlds together in this conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speak a little bit more to that. Like,
1: why anime as the form of media to kind of bring out coaching themes to a group
0: of people? I mean, one, because we're both anime lovers and (laughs) don't you shush me, (laughs) but I think that's part of it, isn't it? It's like, there's this world of anime and art and manga and video games that people relate to as being somewhat strange and occult and weird. And it's really not. There's so much, I think, depth and value into a lot of these stories that you don't normally find in mass media. So we wanted to bring this to kind of create, make it okay and make it normal and say, yeah, it's it's totally cool if you love these things and you find depth in them and you find meaning into it. Absolutely. And I think the thing I'd say to build on that is, I
1: know you and I have had a lot of conversations of when we tell people that we like anime, usually we don't. Like we just wait for like the subtle willingness to like sneak in and admit to it, like it's a dirty secret. And I think because, like, because of that, there's a lot of stigma around like who gets to love anime and who doesn't. And I think what's great is here we are as professionally trained coaches, which means we work with people for a living. So we have tons of social depth and competence. And we still love nothing more than to have an occasional binge on Crunchyroll or Netflix just to, you know, nerd out and feel really connected to characters that have, you know, amazing action scenes, but also amazing stories and
0: development. Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention Hulu, don't forget Hulu. Hulu has an excellent selection of anime as well.
1: All right, Reverend the Hulu. <laughs> so with that being said, I thought maybe the best way to start to let our future audience know how we're gonna take deep dives into these episodes is to start with chatting about some of our most beloved tried and true characters and point to what makes them great at either as coaches or for coaching. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I totally love that idea. And I can already think of a few that come right up to mind, but there's one favorite for me. And definitely my all-time favorite has to be Naruto. <laughs> come on, Christina. Just like as a coach and for coaching, he's just amazing. There's so many levels to Naruto.
1: Oh, I know. I'm just having that moment where like, you know, how certain words conjure an image. I'm like compelled to suddenly run with my arm straight behind me through a field. So that's where I'm at in the conversation. <laughs>
0: Right, right, why do they run with their arms back? And I never
1: got that. I've heard it's an animation tactic, um, but we're not here to talk about the finer details of animation, we're here to talk about coaching. So, when you say, like, look, Naruto tried and true, young boys and girls alike fall into the shonen hole, but what makes him a great character to talk about on this podcast?
0: Well, so. I love Naruto for so many reasons. I think one of the things that I love about him is that he's always searching for personal growth. It's like it doesn't matter what situation he's in, or that he's the underdog, or that there are so many doors that close in his face. It's like he has a goal, which is very you know in coaching he has a goal,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: a measurable outcome, the Hokage of his town, and he experimenting out there, you know, by doing a lot of like inner growth and physical growth to get to that ultimate place, which I think is totally like, that's your coaching client right there.
1: Absolutely. I love that. I think the other thing about Naruto that makes him an amazing coaching client is with all of our clients, we really challenge them to take on the practice of like declaring and owning what it is they really want not out of what's probable or how it's gone in the past, but out of like pure possibility shooting for the stars. If you could have anything, what would it be? And really to your point, like he is the underdog, like the, the act of him declaring that one day he'll be the Hokage of his village is ludicrous, not probable in the, in the slightest. And a uh, spoiler alert, if somehow you don't know, but I'll say it again, spoiler alert for reals. Uh, he does it. He becomes Hokage. You know, it takes uh, quite a number of years and, you know, manga chapters and filler episodes, but he does ultimately succeed on accomplishing this goal.
0: Yeah, and I think what I love about his journey is that while he reaches his ultimate, like his, his goal, like his goal, the goal that he had in the beginning, he becomes such a strong person throughout his journey, he just does so much personal growth that by the time he gets there, you're like, Of course, of course, this is where he's going to go because he's been working so hard in all these different areas, and who he started out with is totally different than who he ends up, with, you know, as at the end. Yeah, so I
1: noticed like we're doing a lot about sharing why he's already amazing or what would make him a good coaching client because of his like positive qualities. I'm wondering, like, if we could conjure Naruto up right now like pre-Hokage and you could be there for him at the start of his journey as his coach what do you think might be like that pattern or that limiting belief that you'd know you'd tackle with him right from the get-go
0: you know I think it's funny because I think you mentioned it earlier and I think it's just relating to himself as his greatness because Naruto in the beginning is really alone isolated And nobody around him kind of gives him that support except for that initial, you know, in the beginning, he had a sensei who, like, saw him and supported him. Mm. Um, And I think that in that beginning, in that first Naruto episode one, it's really about relating to him as his greatness and really, like, telling him, I see you, I acknowledge you, and yes, you can. Which I think a lot of people in a coaching conversation is also part of what we do as coaches is acknowledge a person's greatness and say, okay, how how are we going to get there? What's the goal and how are we going to get there?
1: I love that. Not just like looking for what's wrong or what the client doesn't have, but really acknowledging like all the gifts they already bring to the table.
0: Yeah. What do you see? What do you think? Ooh, for him.
1: I think what I would love to tackle is like his need to, be the center of attention in a really negative way. <laughs> like the fact is that like the fact of the matter is, like, early arcs Naruto is a clown. And, you know, he definitely matures as the series goes on, or he, you know, he learns how to have that like fun sprightliness from like a more authentic place. But at the start of the series, it's definitely any attention is good attention. And I think what I would love to work on with him is, you know. I, I always wonder, like, would he have relied on stealing a scroll to feel validated if he had understood that there were other ways to create depths of relationship with people or other ways to discover that, like, that one deep relationship with Iroka-sensei was already there from the start. So I would definitely tackle some of uh, his choices and behavior and see which ones are intentional that he'd want to keep and which ones maybe he's ready to outgrow or move on from.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I, I do remember that, like, in the beginning, he was, like, making the shadow, you know, all the shadows. And, but I think that's part of his personality, too. And I think what shifts over time is that he does it more intentionally. Mm-hmm. Like, he uses humor as a tool, like, as time goes on to kind of um, help him in his fights or to, like, create a weakness or to create an opening, which I think is really cool, too.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I mean, like, when I say he's a prime candidate for coaching, because even as a coach, and you know this, like, I would never tell a client to get rid of a part of who they are. I would just have them practice new things on purpose, and then they could start using them as tools, like, the, some of the, like, cool card tricks that they have to play and whip out whenever they need to. Like, I would essentially make Naruto's
0: sense of humor another form of ninjutsu,
1: if we're going to get, like, really, <laughs> uh, you know, metaphorical about it.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I love that. I love that so much. So yeah, totally, Naruto is my favorite character for that. And as a coach, I see him as a coach, too. I mean, creates so much inspiration by just doing his thing. And I see him inspiring others, especially as the series progresses. But what about you, Christina? Tell me about your favorite character. Ooh, well, since we've already...
1: You know tiptoed into like the shonen tropes i figured i'd bring honda toru from fruits basket to the table uh Damn. which <laughs> the best which by the way for anyone uh watching or listening to this if you somehow have not been keeping up with the reboot what are you doing
0: um <laughs> hulu hulu people
1: yeah it is it's on hulu and You know, getting to the heart of it, the reason why I love Toru, both as a coach and like from the perspective of like being great for coaching, is I think as a coach, she has that, she has that thing that Naruto would need, which is she has this special gift for seeing the innate greatness in everyone. And I'm not just talking about like the Soma family with all their angst and their drama, but even when you learn more about like how her friendship started with Hana-chan and Uo-chan like you know there were the creepy goth girl and like the the renegade rebel fighter that she just saw as these loving incredible warm-hearted women and they completely fall head over heels platonically for her because of that like she just has this way of seeing through all of your circumstances and all your scars and all your baggage and just getting to the heart
0: of like oh my god you're the sweetest person alive. Yeah, totally. I can totally see that. I mean, she does, as you you go through the series, you see how she relates to each member of the Soma family and just loves them right off from the start without really knowing them, or takes the time to really understand them. Mm -hmm. There are some relationships that are a little bit more challenging for her than others, and you can see how she actually just really explores like where the person is coming from, what their story is, and then relates to them differently at the end of the episode. Just like, you know, relating to them as equal and great and loving in some way, which is really heartwarming to see and love.
1: Yeah, totally. It's also like, it's such a coaching quality. Like, you know, as coaches, we, we try to practice this thing of like dancing in the moment and not being like too attached to like a prescribed way of being with people. And what I really admire Toru for is it's exactly to so what you are saying, like she meets every member of the Soma family and kind of learns how each of them ticks and how to be with each of them and what they all need. And I, I give her a lot of credit for that, especially because the fact of the matter is some of those family members are a little shittier than others. And I, I don't know if I would have the patience the way that she does.
0: Well, but it, it's kind of like an innate and an innate thing that she has because even like think of the intro episode we're talking about the start of the zodiac and she's like the cat and you can see how much heart she has because the cat is like uh, it's, it's he was excluded so you know she's like she's like the cat is my favorite I don't want to be a dog anymore mm-hmm. so you she has this innate warmth and love for for just all creatures especially those that are I think isolated in some way and I think she relates to that isolation.
1: Yeah, she definitely, like, I would say her superpowers are, like, her heart, her curiosity, and also her ability to just, like, relate to people regardless of where they come from, Um, and with that being said, like, Toru might be a weird choice for some people to say, like, yeah, she'd be a great life coach, because she's also kind of an airhead, so with that being said, like, if we got to flip the tables and you had a chance to coach her, like what are some of the things you might work on with her?
0: Um, that's a good question. Cause there's so many things I think, but uh, I think what's coming for me for her is like structure. Uh, because she has, she views as everyone as this loving and kind of like big vision. I'd love to add more structure. So what are Structures, what are the outcomes? what are the goals? What are you trying to get to in this relationship? You know, like and setting some kind of format for her, which I think would be really helpful to kind of help balance out some of the quote unquote air airhead, headedness mm-hmm. like have that and you know, it was like, what's that about? Let's explore that a little bit more. Um, what about you? What do you see?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean it's the it's the blessing and the curse of being so kind-hearted. The fact of the matter is Toru at times can be a bit of a pushover and quite the people pleaser. And while I do feel that the the show narratively concludes with her, you know, building her authority and setting her boundaries and being willing to stick up for herself, I always wonder what could have happened if she just got that sooner. So like, you know, once again, spoiler alerts, but the way that she finally, confronts a keto and says like hey you don't get to be this way release the somas from their curse and all these different components of it like I would just have loved to have been there to like help train up the like powerful voice and having a presence and like having that ooey gooey softness that is her heart actually like be her greatest power in how she helps the
0: people that she loves Yeah, I love that because you see the, especially the owning her power and owning her voice throughout the whole series, right? Especially as it relates to her home life. I mean, the girl, if you haven't seen it, again, spoilers, Um, but she's living in a tent at the start of it. What, and then, you know, something else that I'd love to work on with her is like asking for what she needs, (laughs) like asking for support and help. Because obviously she's isolated. She's in a tent by herself in the middle of the woods and she refuses to ask for help because she feels like she's being a burden or not enough or whatever the story is. So I'd love to explore that piece with her in a coaching conversation. And then as the series progresses, you know, you see so many times that um, in the situation, her living situation, how she's not standing up to her family for what she's, earned and what she's owed and she works really hard for all the things that she has Mm so yeah totally see that on board with you
1: yeah I mean I could open up a whole other can of worms of like how she could value her self-worth but I actually feel like we've done our jobs we've teased out all the delicious, deep, nerdy ways that we could get into talking about really any character or any groups of characters in series, both as coaches and as coachees. So as we start to wrap this teaser up, is there anything else that you want our listeners to know, Mary?
0: Oh my god, I'm so excited that we have this conversation, Christina, because I think we could go on and on, and this could just go into six different directions. So for those of you who are out there who are anime lovers who heard this please subscribe and listen for more. And if you're a coach and you listened and you liked it, then watch anime with us and have conversations.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And with that, you know, again, I'm Christina Stathopoulos. And I'm Mary Troches, And we look forward to officially releasing Coach Taku, making anime your new life coach and stay tuned for the details.
0: Until next time. Bye.
1: Watching this episode of Coach Taku.
0: If you like this episode, please share it and consider subscribing so you never miss a new episode.
1: If you have an idea or a show you'd love for us to discuss? DM us on our Instagram, Coach Talkie Pod or
0: email us at Coach at gmail.com. Do you love the coaches? Of course you do. And you can follow Christina at Hear Expedo Roar on Instagram and Mary at Raven underscore fifty one
1: thirty on Instagram.
0: See you in the next one.